Hey guys, welcome back to Road of Abundance. Today we have one of my good friends, Nimai, professional vegan bodybuilder. Thanks for being with us, bro. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm happy to have you. We're actually in my place, yeah. which is cool. <laughs> so thanks for coming over to my place making this easy. Uh, guys, he's super busy, so I decided to come to his spot. We have the camera rolling, so I wanted to introduce you to someone that has been first. Uh, he's in amazing shape. He did competition. He's a very successful entrepreneur and He's been vegan for all your life, I think. You never ate meat? I've, I, yeah, so I've never eaten meat. I was raised vegetarian, and then I went vegan seven years ago. Almost, yeah, almost this month, seven years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Guys, I tried uh, vegan, and not 100% vegan, like not super hardcore for eight months. Like, I was still eating some honey and stuff like that, but uh, no dairy for sure. And now I went back to a little bit of meat. I do like 90% plant-based, 80% plant-based, and meat. But I'm super interested because your shape is amazing um, and you're living the life. So tell me, like your upcoming and, and, and what made you through all that journey? Yeah, wow, it starts. So it, it actually starts with my parents because just you don't hear too many people growing up not eating meat. Yeah, yeah it's for like sure. People always ask me, how is that possible? So both of my parents were originally from Argentina. So they were born and raised in South America. And Argentina is absolutely known for their steak, their beef. Yeah. That's like one of the staples of their culture. And they actually converted to Hinduism in the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. Um, they had been introduced to the philosophy through food. Actually, my mom had given up meat. She became a vegetarian at the age of 15 uh, because she saw her boyfriend at the time slaughter a pig and she was absolutely traumatized from Whoa. it so she said never again do i want to eat meat and she was introduced to this community that was actually giving out food and it was vegetarian food and they would also do lectures on some of the spiritual texts which is the bhagavad-gita which is a, a very hindu text yeah it's a very okay. it's like a popular a popular hindu text um that people like to use as an instruction manual for how to live your life at the highest spiritual path. And in this text, they tell you not to eat meat. So one of the one of the core philosophies of Hinduism is a concept called ahimsa. So this is the, what I have tattooed on my arm. Oh, good. So this translates a Sanskrit word that translates to nonviolence or compassion. So not just compassion and nonviolence towards other humans, but to all other life, whether it is an animal, a human, through your thoughts, deeds, and actions. So you basically try to do as little harm as possible and cause as little suffering as possible. So okay. that also means it translates to what you eat. So yeah, if, if an sure. animal ends up on your plate, then the animal had to be killed at some point, which yeah. is a form of violence. So it's more of a spiritual practice practice to not consume those things to keep your vessel and your spirit pure and clean and free of any of those types of energies that might have repercussions be yeah be, be, be yeah almost polluted with like fear or anxiety they are for sure yeah and also to keep yourself free of that karma so that coming back to you so any type of violence or um, misfortune coming back to yourself so they adopted this lifestyle and moved from a temple in Buenos Aires, Argentina, to a temple in Mississippi, which is in the south. You said you're moving to, to Miami. Yeah. It's it's in Mississippi, just a couple oh, states over. The yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a couple <laughs> states over. And I grew up on this farm community where there was a temple. It was a, it was a spiritual community. And um, 
I was just that that belief system was really embedded into the yeah. fabric of who I am. And my entire adult childhood, adolescence and adulthood, I just never had the desire to eat meat. I yeah. had, I had if the, you didn't eat ever, you don't crave it like sugar yeah. or other stuff. The more you do it, the more you crave it. Exactly. And I, and I always understood that people would say that it tastes good and it was part of the culture. Like everybody in the South, like hunts, fishes <laughs> yeah. and barbecues. And I didn't do any of that stuff. So it was hard to relate to a lot of my peers. Yeah. And, um, but I just never felt the desire to actually consume it because <clears throat> that philosophy of, of being raised on a farm and having such strong connections to cows and to pigs and to animals, I was just like, I, if it's unnecessary, I don't need it and I don't want to contribute to it. Yeah. So I, I left Mississippi to go to college. I went to go get my engineering degree. So I studied mechanical engineering and then finished that and accepted a job in California as an engineer. And that is when I started <laughs> almost like my own spiritual journey, um, journey because at what age? Like 20, 19, 23. Okay. Yeah. 23. How old are you now? So they know, uh, 32. <laughs> 32. <laughs> yeah. I had to, I had to remember for a so second. So 23, you started that yeah. kind of spiritual journey. Yeah. Cause I was born in it. I was born into that. It was a very, yeah. very sp spiritually rich foundation in my family and, and the culture that I was raised in. But I never like, it's like, it was inherited it was never my choice so i kind mm -hmm. of like distanced myself from it through college and as in, in high school and then finally when i moved to california i felt like this calling to to explore my spirituality and and look look for things on my own and not with the pressure of my parents or anything <laughs> yeah, like that yeah, for sure. and <clears throat> that's when um in that discovery i came across a video of uh, the dairy industry. So uh, oh, what, yeah. what happens on dairy farms? Yeah. And at, at, until that point I was vegetarian and I was still eating milk and cheese and whey protein and cottage cheese and Greek yogurt. And, um, I never thought that there was any kind of harm being done. I was like, ah, oh, the cows aren't being killed. They're just being milked. And then I <laughs> got a firsthand look of what happens in those facilities. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, I don't want to contribute to it. It's really, it's really cruel and inhumane so even the, the the cows have to be pregnant in order to produce milk yeah. and they only get pregnant by artificial insemination so they impregnate the cows forcefully they're mistreated they're mistreated they're the born in the milk yeah they're they're fed biotics hormones so that they grow as quickly as possible and then the male cows they have no purpose in the dairy industry so they're immediately sold to slaughter to either the beef or the the veil industry which is baby calf and then the female cows are essentially met with the same fate as their mother. They're just bred into captivity and then sucked dry. And then once they no longer produce milk, then they're sent to slaughter. So I was like, crazy. okay, I don't want to contribute to this anymore. So I'm no longer going to eat any kind of dairy products. And then at that time I was lifting pretty heavily. Like I was like, <laughs> just started like really into like my fitness career. And I had to figure out how to eat without whey protein without yeah. cheese as a vegetarian that's like a, a, a like my main source of protein at the time so i gave it up and then figured out how to eat plants and then went vegan and then started bodybuilding right after that that's crazy and, yeah. and damn like personally i consume like mostly bison when mm -hmm. i consume or some a little bit of fish but bison is federally protected so that i don't know how corrupt it is well i'm mm -hmm. not gonna say it's a perfect industry but mm -hmm. when i went back to meat i because they're protected, I was like, it's better than just how they slaughter everything else because they can't feed them GMO and stuff. There's mm -hmm. a lot for it. Um, it was hard for me. Uh, 
the vegan part was hard for me because I was turning into quick accessible food, which a lot of them has a lot of chemical. It's like, yeah. if you're not going to do the real raw vegan diet, if you're not going to put time and effort at the end of the day, you put almost more chemical and more mm-hmm. like all those impossible stuff, all that. It's very bad. It's another marketing for, for them. So yeah, how you do it? Like what, what would be your best tip for people that want to try it? Yeah. I mean, I look at those foods as, as, like transitionary foods. So yeah. for people that are used to eating a certain way, whether it's like chicken and, and hamburgers and tacos and all those things, those products are a good like temporary solution to not having to change much and just mm-hmm. replace them like for like. Yeah. Um, I would still argue that they are healthier than some of the, some of the other animal like the products. Fed and stuff. Yeah. 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 Just because you know, like I said, or from, from zooming out from just purely a physical standpoint, like I mentioned, my, my reasons for being vegan are always spiritual. spiritual. Same as me. That's yeah. why I transitioned back and I, it's cleaning your energy and stuff. Yeah. 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 So for me, regardless of whether it's a, if it's a bison or if it's a, a wild fish or anything, it, it's, I just choose not to yeah. you know, contribute to it in any way. But for those people that aren't raised like me, which is a majority of people, yeah. it's a, it's a good way to transition to a plant-based diet. And then use that time to explore new recipes to maybe wean yourself off of those products and start exploring mm-hmm. more, introducing more plants, more beans, more lentils, yeah. more tofu and tempeh and some of these more alternative protein sources that people aren't too familiar mm-hmm. with. Because most people look at their plate and they go, okay, here's my chicken. This is my protein. Here's my rice. Yeah, yeah. This is my carbs. Here's my avocado. This is my fats. But when you're plant-based, you have to look at your entire plate, whether it's it's, it's rice and lentils and veggies yeah. and, and sprouts. And you're like, okay, there's protein in all of this, not just this one ingredient. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that forces you to become flexible and, and diversify the types of foods that you're eating. So my number one tip for people is to take the time that you need in order to make it a sustainable process. If you go vegan or plant-based overnight, Sometimes it can feel very overwhelming and people don't have the resources or the knowledge to do so. And it can, you'll just give up. But if you take the time and maybe slowly eliminate some products from your diet and replace them with more plants, you explore, you take the time that you need in order to make it a lifestyle, not a, not a diet. A diet has a start and an end, but when it's a lifestyle, it just becomes part of who you are. Yeah. Being, being committed to it. And as I said, like, the best tip that I would give, like just like Nimai, is going 70%, then 80%, then 90%, and slowly um, eliminating it from a diet. Personally, I had to mm-hmm. go back to meat just because of my leaky gut. I needed to mm-hmm. fix it. And everything that's beets, lentils, sprout, and all the nightshades with tomato, everything, I was like reacting to it. So mm-hmm. I had to clean my whole diet, went back to basic, and now my gut is mostly healed. So I can start, like, I went back to um, integrating more of that stuff. What would be your top three protein for for vegan diet? For vegans? Um, So, I mean, I just want to say that if you're an athlete, you definitely want to use a supplement. Like, you can get all of your your protein from a plant-based diet. But if you're somebody like me or you that trains five, six times a week, you know, we really care about putting on muscle. You want to get about, like, as much as you can – with not, without exceeding too much. So having the right amount of protein. So a supplement can be very useful for that. It's convenient. You can get 20, yeah. 25 grams per scoop. doesn't have a whole ton of extra calories. If you were to compare 25 grams of protein from a scoop of 
uh, from a scoop of protein uh, versus 25 grams from beans. It's a lot of beans. It's right? a lot of carbs. Yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> carbs too. So understanding that supplements are not necessary, but they are convenient, especially if you're trying to hit high numbers of protein. Yeah. Um, apart from a protein shake, definitely tofu and tempeh, which are derived from soy products, which I know a lot of people have fear around soy products because they're GMO or because um, people believe that soy contains estrogen, which then affects your hormone levels, levels yeah. which has been proven the opposite. It actually is beneficial for your hormones because soybeans contain something called phytoestrogens, which are essentially the plant forms of estrogen. So we have mammalian estrogen in our systems and plants have phytoestrogens. Okay. So they are similar in structure and they can actually attach themselves to our estrogen receptor sites, but they block real dietary estrogen from affecting us. So it can actually oh, have cool. a pre preventative effect of affecting our hormones. So it protects from things like prostate cancer or breast cancer or testicular cancer, which are highly affected by estrogen, which is commonly found in foods like dairy products, because that's coming from a milk of a cow, yeah. which has a high amount of estrogen. Very, very high yeah. hormones, yeah. Yeah, so... But, I mean, you've been eating tofu and tempeh for years, and you're still yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've been eating it my whole life, and I'll, I'll always say, like, unless you're allergic to soy, um, there's there's no need to avoid it, or unless it dis upsets yeah. your stomach or something like that. You don't have to be afraid of soy, and even most of the, the, the soy that's produced is, is GMO, but it is fed to livestock. So 80% of the soy that is produced in the world is fed to livestock, which is then fed to humans. Yeah. So cool. you're still consuming third yeah, party. Like when you eat the, an, an animal that eat corn and you're yeah. like, it's, it's still GMO and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. You just get, you just get it secondhand. So only about 6% of the soy grown in the world is consumed by humans. That's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so protein, uh, tofu and tempeh are my, my top two. And then I would say lentils, lentils, lentils beans, sure. legumes, edamame, kidney beans, black beans, pinto beans, whatever type you like. Mm -hmm. um, and those you, are going to be um, the best. Do you put them in water for 24 hours and stuff like that? Like, yeah. I don't remember yeah. the word to... So, like soak them? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. yeah. So if you're getting raw beans, you definitely want to soak them to make sure that they you can digest them and absorb and the them. the lentil, you need to sprout them or something like you that. You can. So yeah. sprouting is actually a really great way to increase the amount of protein. So yeah. you can take dry, raw lentils and there's a sprouting process. It doesn't take much. It's like you can just use a glass jar and like a piece of fabric and then they just grow these sprouts. And the the nutritional content of sprouts is, is actually like way more than regular. So yeah. it's like having a multivitamin in, yeah, in, so in sprout yeah. form and, and the protein on sprouts is much higher than a regular lentil so yeah. I, I definitely include sprouts into my diet too because it's just like sprinkling protein onto yeah exactly that's the best yeah awesome and so 23 you start your um kind of spiritual journey you've always been a clean heat eater um you did bodybuilding and stuff so now i know that you have a routine a morning routine and stuff mm -hmm. like that you're very spiritual similar as i do so tell me what's your morning routine that makes you so successful and that start your day on the right track yeah i'm i'm a big fan of of routines and building habits that help me reach my goal and i think that waking up early for me is is number one on that routine. what's early uh 5 30 i've been waking up at Fair. five i've been waking up at, <laughs> i've been waking up at 5 30 since since college because i always worked at 7 a.m in college 
and I had to wake up early. I would, I would cook for myself and then I'd go to work. Yeah. And then when I started work as an engineer, I also had to be at work at six 30 and I had, I drove like 45 minutes to work. So I got up even earlier. And so that just stuck with me. And I feel like waking up early before the sun, before, before people are calling you, before you have to answer your emails, like you can really just dedicate time and be selfish, like just focus on you, whatever that looks like. What time you go to bed? Uh, Normally around like, like nine to 11. So somewhere around there. Um, But yeah, focusing on yourself in the morning Uh, and just giving yourself that time, whatever that looks like. For me, it looks like waking up and then drinking a tall glass of water, making a cup of coffee or or cacao or or whatever warm drink or tea, something like that. And then I'll do some meditation. So normally like 20 minutes minimum. Guided or like you just breathe and you focus on your thoughts. Not not your thoughts, but your empty thoughts. (laughs) Both, both. So I I really like um, mindfulness meditation, which is just being very present of all of your senses. So trying to just notice what the cushion that you're sitting on feels like, what the pressure on your butt feels like, what sounds are coming up, what sensations are happening in your body, and just noticing them without judgment, just seeing what comes up, seeing what feelings and thoughts come up, because oftentimes we're so distracted, like we go from one distraction to the next, like we wake up, immediately look at our phone, right? We put down our phone, then we immediately grab food, right? And then after the food, we immediately answer emails or, or start going to work. Yeah, like everything is constantly pulling us away from what's happening in our internal world. So I think just having stillness and giving yourself that time to just see maybe what's coming up and what's bothering you or what's feels good. And then that'll give you some clarity on how to make decisions yeah. like in, in outside of that, like in life. Right. So waking up, early meditating. Um, I do journal as well. I find that journaling has helped me. That's only something that I've implemented in the past year. Gratitude journal? Gratitude. Yeah. Start off every morning with gratitude. Because again, when you're in a state of gratitude, you cannot be in a place of lack. Like you're, you're really appreciating everything that you have right now. So what do you write in it? Like first my health always, I say, I'm grateful that I woke up healthy and alive to experience another day on this earth. I, I, I'm, I'm grateful for my friends and family, for their health. I'm grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful for the access to just the basic things in life, like water, shelter. Um, but is it the same? It's similar every day with you, right? Similar, it's just reinforcing it. Reinforcing those. And then I'll get more into um, maybe something that happened yesterday. Like I'll say, like I'm really grateful to have a partner like Bianca that, that accepts me and all my mistakes and flaws that I have. So it just kind of, like I get appreciation for her and then after that after just like writing some thoughts some grateful thoughts then I'll just get into writing whatever's on my mind I call it like free flow or just like a brain dump so without judgment just write whatever is coming up for me without thinking if somebody else is going to read it you know what I mean like without judging myself for writing what I'm thinking because once you see it on paper and you read it back to yourself you're like wow I've been upset about something for a week now, you know, yeah. and like how, how like you so read you, between the lines. You read it at night or what? I'll just read it after I write it. Oh, you write it? Yeah. Like 
you just don't think you put it on paper and yeah. then and then you you go through it and you're like oh okay this has been coming up so let's release it yeah yeah exactly and then after that i wake like i have i run a few businesses so most of my business partners live either in the uk or on the east coast in new york so i start my morning calls like at seven o'clock so you have a supplement business you have a coaching business like yeah. fitness coaching you have uh, what what other businesses do you have? Uh, I do social media yeah. as well. I uh, do a podcast. Uh, so a lot of content creation. And then I also do, I travel. I do public speaking. So I'll, okay. I'll go to different events in different parts of the world and just talk about the benefits of a plant-based diet. Um, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah, Different source of income, guys. Very important. Yeah. So if you're successful, at the beginning, I would suggest focusing on one thing that you're going to master. So let's say... For me and probably for you is like getting content, getting followers, getting a like, getting yourself out there. Then uh, I think you went probably with the coaching, and then mm-hmm. you developed the supplement when the coaching yeah. was good. Yeah. So it's like building structures, and once the foundations are good, you can start adding different source of income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everybody should have a side hustle. Yeah, like sure. regardless of what your what industry you're working in, if if it's something that you love to do or something that you're doing as a means to an end so something that just pays the bills i think that everybody should explore having something that they're really passionate about and yeah. and, and not necessarily get into that with the intent of, of monetizing it but just understanding that if you really like something and you're passionate about it you will inevitably become very good at it and if you're very good at anything you can help somebody else you can yeah. monetize it in some way that Again, it doesn't have to be your main thing, but it, it can bring you a lot of fulfillment mm-hmm. by doing something that you actually love. And I'll tell you that making money doing something that you like to do is, is way better, is way better <laughs> than doing something that you don't like to do. You just go for back to engineering? <laughs> yeah, never, never, never. Oh actually, so today, it's so funny. I, I was answering questions on my, my Instagram and I told this story about when I quit engineering um somebody asked me if i was afraid and i said yeah i, I battled with it for five years you know i think any reasonable person would you went be, to school you had exactly, desperate, yeah like, i went to school for thing. five years to become an engineer so. i racked up like sixty thousand dollars worth of debt and then i had signed a contract as well that said if i quit or got fired before a certain amount of time that i have to pay back any bonus that i made in that time frame so i had to pay like $10,000 to quit my job. So I had to pay to quit wow. my job. And whenever I went to quit, they offered me a raise and they offered me a promotion. So it was like they were trying to keep me like shackled in these golden handcuffs. It's like it's me. like life testing you guys. Like yeah. when you're on the right track to your path, uh, life is going to put, same thing with a girl, she's going to have four on five things you're looking for that you're not ready to settle um, and life is just going to give you that little thing. Same yeah. thing with the, with the, with the work now giving you more money, more stuff. And then you sure Nima, you want this, you sure you want to go <laughs> yeah. and quit the job. And then if you say yes, and you do that leap of faith and you let life bring what it has in reserve for you, because mm-hmm. don't forget you choose this life before. So we're not going to get into detail, but yeah. just trust it and do the leap of faith. And it's not because it doesn't ro- work right away that it's not going to work. And if you like it and you love what you do, you're going to be like, keep doing it. You're going to be yeah. consistent. Yeah. And that's the key. Same thing with a, I don't like calling it diet or nutrition because for me, it's a lifestyle. Like you said, like, I don't feel like 
I'm missing on anything when I don't eat all that sugar or all mm-hmm. that stuff. And and people, it's because you know it's the problem with 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 uh, people when they talk. Often they don't realize they're gonna be like, oh, I'm addicted to sugar. But me, I love sugar. But me, I, I love chocolate. I can't live without ice cream. So mm-hmm. you're actually programming your brain. Yeah. Once you say that, um, oh, I don't eat dairy. Officially, if it's on the table, you're not eating it because you don't eat dairy. Mm-hmm. Like if, but if you like, I love dairy, and every day you put it in your brain, you're gonna, yeah. you won't be able to resist because yeah. it's a subconscious programming. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think what what you just said is is absolutely right. You know, the language that we use, especially whenever we describe ourselves, it literally shapes the world around us and it shapes how we act because we act in alignment with what we say and what we think. So if you're trying to make a change and you, you, let's say you want to be a, um, somebody who, who is in great shape, right? You're, when you say like, Oh, I, I, I go to the gym, I work out like that's just actions. Like you're just saying what you do. But if you identify with it and you say, no, I'm a, I'm a bodybuilder, I'm a weightlifter, so I act yeah. and I identify with being that type of person, so mm-hmm. I'm going to act in a way like a bodybuilder would or apply that to whatever you want to be. Yeah. Um, but I think that understanding the language that we use is so, so powerful so because important. it does program you. And our beliefs are literally what dictate how we act and how we see the world. Yeah. And a belief is different for everybody because what's true for you is different than what's true for me. Yeah, and it rules your life. Same yes. thing with the with the nutrition. Me and Nehemiah, when we eat, I'll say us because even if I didn't talk to him, I'm sure he thinks the same way. When he puts food in his body, guys, he knows he's gonna be shredded. No matter what he eat, yeah. he <laughs> has this mentality that my body's gonna be shredded. I'm gonna be in the best condition of my life, and it's good for me to fuel with that food. A lot of people will be like, you heard it before, like, oh, when I eat, I gain five, ten pounds. For me, yeah. it's super easy to gain weight. Oh, yeah. trust me. You're gonna gain a lot of weight and With super easy. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I used to think also like, oh, when I don't train for a while, I lose a lot of muscle like fast. Now I don't tell that to myself. And I went for one month traveling. I trained. I didn't train to a proper gym. I did two home workouts and that's it. Came mm-hmm. back and I was three pound heavier because my body had rest. I've been training for years. I don't suggest everybody does that, but for me, it's a break. My muscle recover and then I can hit it harder when I come back. And if you tell your body what what it is, it's gonna become what it is, like mm-hmm. what you say it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, sure when you right. eat the food, you're grateful for it. You're like, this is gonna fuel me, and I'm gonna be shredded anyway. Yeah, and yeah, you're exactly. I, I coach. I mean, you coach people too in fitness, and that's one of the big roadblocks that people have is is the belief in themselves mm-hmm. and un, unrealized, like unrecognizing that they have these dis disempowering beliefs about themselves. Yeah. It's unintentional. They're not doing it on purpose. But because they believe it so much, it's what actually happens. So if you if you tell yourself, I'm going to eat this food and I'm getting healthier with every every meal that I eat, I'm getting in better in better shape. My body is only absorbing the most nutritious calories that it can and letting go of anything that doesn't serve it. Your body will start to believe it over time. Yeah, and, and it takes time. It, it might takes time. time. It takes time, but eventually, you have to program exactly, exactly. But once the program's in and you update your software, yeah, then everything else runs differently. And being <laughs> and being in shape is a symptom of those beliefs. Yeah, it's and just a byproduct, and that, like, it becomes not effortless. It's your lifestyle, but it just becomes who you are. Yeah, exactly. There was a, a study Joe Dispenza was telling in one of his videos. He's like. And there's multiple studies like that, but there was 
some people actually curling the weight for one month and some yeah. people just thinking focusing and yeah, thinking yeah, for yeah. 30 minutes to an hour every day, same thing. And they had the same growth depending on the research or sometimes like the actual curl was 30% gain in strength and, and size. And the one thinking, it was 20 something percent. And the only reason why I think it was a difference because when you're doing it, you're actually thinking while you're doing mm-hmm. it. And the other one, it probably takes practice to mentally curl so i'm yes. sure if they were extend the study it would have become like um similar yeah so it's yeah. crazy because internally i mean your 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 outside world is interpreted by your by your brain yeah right so you don't have to necessarily like you can imagine something happening and produce the same experience internally this mm-hmm. is what happens with like trauma right is is like we 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 think something is going is we're in danger in some yeah. way so our body produces all of these these neurochemicals that totally. produce fear and adrenaline and it releases into our bloodstream and it has an effect on our physical body and your your brain doesn't do the difference same thing like let's yeah. say Nimai is like he sees something, he thinks Bianca is cheating on him, his body going to go into that phase, like everything's going to react, the hormones going to change it. It might not be true, but the body doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And then when she arrives, she's like, oh no, this is nothing. And then, wow, all that, the, every day you put your life in those situations yeah. and your brain doesn't do the difference. He might be crying because he thinks she cheated or stuff like that, which never happened. But the body went through yeah. the whole process like it did. And mm-hmm. then you're like, wow, this was... And then you can relive it again. That's why, same thing for when I went to skydiving, I was with a, with, with a girl and I was like, don't stress before the event because you don't know how you're going to react once you jump. Like, yeah. And if you stress before, you're stressing. Before, right before you jump and while you jump. Like, yeah. just go. Just experience just, it. Yeah. yeah. And, and she loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, you're projecting what happened in the past into the present moment, yeah. which takes you away from being present. Exactly. Right? So it's like the... And what you said earlier about constantly... Um, reliving old experiences many of us live in that that That's state fear, of anxiety yeah. the depression state like depression from the past. yeah yeah so so depression is focusing on the past mm-hmm. and then anxiety is, is fear of the future, future. yeah right so it t- both of them are taking you away from the present moment which totally. is where all of life happens and there's right no now. space to create guys if you're stuck in the past or mm-hmm. like stuck in the future you can't give life any possibility to bring you anything and surprise you you already using all your energy to yeah. create from the past or the future that you think is going to happen. Yeah. So, and I, that's a great point. I, I love that because the, the, all of the surprises, all of the mm-hmm. possibilities, all of the wonder in the world <laughs> happens beyond what you know. Right. So if you have expectations for, for things, which it's, it, I, I guess it can be fine to set goals for things, yeah. but once you have like a certain expectation, then you're only going to ever meet or, not meet that expectation. But if you go into something, whether it's a relationship or an opportunity with a completely detached from any any expectation, you now are open to whatever happens. And that could yeah. be well beyond what your what your best expectation could have been. So now it could be something even greater yeah. than what you ever expected. How many times do we hear like people are like, oh, I wasn't looking for a relationship and bang, the, the person of my dream came. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. you let go. You, you, you stopped searching for that person you mind your business, you became the person you're supposed to be and wow, boom, you attracted the perfect person you were looking for for the last three, four years without looking. Like, how crazy is life? And and, and how Nimai was saying, guys, it's like, let's say I want to make a million dollars. That's often a goal that people have. I want to make a million dollars. But then 
Let life surprise you. Start working towards that goal. Don't ask when and how. Just put mm. the work to become the person. So like uh, Nimai said previously, um, let's say you want to be an influencer. Put the work to be an influencer so your brain mm. understands that you're becoming that version of yourself in the future. Be grateful for it and see miracle happen. Yeah, yeah. One of my mantras that I'm, I'm really using every day is, is fully committed, totally unattached. So if you are attached to the outcome, yeah, then you're always going to be at the mercy of the outcome and, yeah, and totally. how you feel about what you're doing. But if you're expectation, if, expectation. But yeah. if you're just fully committed to the process, whatever that process is, whatever that goal is for you, the outcome is is an inevitability. It doesn't matter how or when, like it's you gonna said, happen. it's going to happen if you just stay committed to the to the process itself. So, and life will test you. Trust me, like. oh, it's always going <laughs> to test you. But that's why that's why building these habits and routines and all of these things that that facilitate that yeah. vision is is key. Because if you are only doing something whenever it's good, then the moment something goes wrong, your you're motivation wrong. you're going to want to quit. Yeah. So it's like that's conditional. But exactly. if you're just fully committed to the to the process, then whatever happens, because life is always going to be like this, is always going to have. Pro, you really yeah, want it? It's okay. Have ebbs and flows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to keep working when things are going bad, yeah. or are you just going to give up and say, "Exactly, nah, it wasn't for me. It got too hard." Yeah, I like that. Um, so we're talking about habits and all this stuff. I know you meditate, you read. I want to hear your favorite book. Let's give me, you can give me top two or three oh, if man. there's too many. Okay. So um, you'll, you'll like this one. I know that you read it too because I've seen you. So The Untethered Soul. It's a really, really great yeah. book by Michael Singer. If you're looking to get into spirituality and you don't necessarily have a starting point, it's I good. think that's a great starting point mm -hmm. for anybody that's looking to go down that path. Um, man, let's see. It's so hard to pick, to pick <laughs> books. Let me just look here. Um This this one actually the way of a superior man yeah so the way of a superior man is a is a fantastic book do you want to be an alpha <laughs> yeah especially men because men are were raised in a in a in a patriarchal uh, society Very ego egotistic yes like, egotistical yeah. dominating um, it's it's imbalanced right now mm -hmm. and it's a it's a symptom of this hurt masculine energy that exists in our society and understanding the way of the superior man and reading that will give you a whole different perspective on what it means to be a man, what it means to be a fully embodied man, to be in touch with your emotions, mm -hmm. to be a protector and understand not somebody who, yeah, to, under, <laughs> to understand women and what they need and what they want from, from a man, which is security and not necessarily controlling, um, to understand how to listen to them and what they're really saying. And it, it's, it's helped me tremendously in my relationship and i feel like it could help anybody out there too so that's that's two books and then uh let's see another one you top, get one more pick there's a lot three. of book guys <laughs> yeah i also listen to a lot of books so um let's go with what's another really great one i actually really like think like a monk from jay shetty i see relentless yeah Yeah, think think like a monk. Think like a monk. Yeah, I didn't Jay read Shetty. it, but I have it at home. So yeah, I'm gonna read yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good, easy, digestible, practical book. So yeah, and woman can read the way of superior man. Why? I had a, a female friend reading it, and they told me that it just showed them the perspective of a man. Because I even have the book for women, because there's the way of superior man, and I think 
I don't remember the title, but I bought four of his book after I read mm. this because I was like, this yeah. guy is really good. Yeah, like, David Data. Yeah. yeah. So I bought the female version of it and I'm actually going to read it to understand what you woman, how your brain thinks and, and being in your shoes, which mm -hmm. that's why you should read it to see why guys, we don't understand things like when you do things and we're like, what? Like, <laughs> okay, you stop that right now. And then you're like, no, that's not what I want. Just give me a kiss and hug me. And I'm yeah. like, and us men were super logical, logical, yeah, practical. Super so logical when you girls are very emotional, because you are, even if you deny it, you are emotional, like a roller coaster, like you call it the ocean, like yeah. waves and stuff. And us, we're like a boat. So we're like getting waved left yeah. and right. And we don't understand what's going on. <laughs> so it, it's very interesting. And, and um, the scale of masculinity was... Mm -hmm something really good for me because um i was i, I probably i don't know because you were in a relationship for a while with, with bianca but um me being an alpha on a 10 scale i was every time i was clicking with women i was like i'm not sexually attracted because mm -hmm. they were like on the scale let's say a five which is more masculine energy yeah. which you vibrate nice friendship yeah but so you not don't have yeah you don't yeah. have the sexual attraction and i was like why does the girl I want to marry, I don't want to have sex with them? And why does the girl I want to have sex with them, they're so like, um, I, let, let me find the proper way to say this. Um, they're not at the same place as me in my journey. Like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you have a better way in English of saying it because I know you understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It's a, so so it, it's true what they say, like opposites attract. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's more so of a balance, Yeah. right? So if, if you're hyper-masculine, most of the time, it, it is masculine, feminine, it, it, it applies to men and women, regardless of gender. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's it, There's a balancing effect to where a hyper-masculine male will be most attracted to a hyper-feminine um, energy. I don't want to say male, female, but just yeah. hyper-masculine to hyper-feminine. Those balances. And sometimes, like when I was 24, a lot of ego, I'm a Leo, I was like all over the place, super fire. Are you Leo? Uh, yeah. Bianca's a Leo too. <laughs> so Leos and Cancers are actually really good. Uh, water and partner, fire, yeah. partners they balance each other out they're friends yeah so <laughs> that that's like um it the, the girl if she's not mature in in her emotion and stuff that's where it's going to be so hard for you to be in relationship both person has to be mature and understand like you said masculinity mm -hmm. and femininity and i think that's what society is missing so that's why i love having like person like you on my podcast because it's another way of sharing it it's like understand that he looks like a man super in shape as a good lifestyle, but you understand that there's a feminine part to him mm -hmm. and he embrace it. It's okay to have emotion. Fuck that you're a man, you're not crying and all that stuff. That's why we have so much problem in our yeah. society with men and they're so toxic. So it's 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 a really good book and yeah. one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, and I'll, I'll also jump in here too because uh, there's, there's, a, there's another book that I'm reading right now called How to Get the Love You Want. And it talks about this concept called imago, which okay. is, it's the Greek word for image or okay. the Latin word for image. And it explains why we are attracted to certain people romantically. And essentially it says that our imago, which you can imagine just as a, as an image, it's a compository image of your primary caretakers. So your mom, your mom. or your dad, whoever raised you, their good qualities and their negative qualities and then it's also a part of yourself that you've denied what they call the lost self. So if you are somebody that is um, very closed off emotionally, 
then it makes sense that you would be attracted to somebody that's very emotionally open and, and in touch with their emotions okay. because you, you desire to have that characteristic. Mm-hmm. You desire to kind of have makes that sense. quality. And then with the caretakers, um, you often gravitate towards people that emulate characteristics of your mother or your father. Yeah. And then also the, uh, the unmet needs that your mother or father or your caretaker didn't give you when you were young. So subconsciously we seek out, we seek out partners that we also subconsciously put these expectations on them to show up in the ways that our caregivers didn't. Yeah. So this is why I like that. This is why we can get very triggered when somebody does something and they're like, Oh, why don't they just know what I'm thinking? Like they should know better. They know me. They should know better. Again. It's like you expect people. So why don't you tell the person what you, what you want? What, Hey, I like when you do this. Don't say, I don't like when you don't do this. I like when you do this. Communication is the first key. And uh, we're not going to get into too much detail. In your relationship, you have a whole podcast on it. So guys, yeah. go watch it. Because he has hopped up and down in his relationship. They have a beautiful relationship. But they did work for it. You have to work like anything else. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not going to be an easy ride. Sometimes it can. But you have to work. And, and they both read. They both grow. So... It's a cool story. I watched a little bit of the podcast. Uh, I need to finish it, but go watch his other podcast. We'll give the name at the end, but he talks about like the ups and downs that they had in the relationship and mm-hmm. how now they're very like um, committed and, and happy together and, yeah. and they found like a, a middle ground of peace. Yeah, I mean, it, and I'm very transparent and we both are with our relationship and how you know, we, we're very public online and we don't try to project this image of perfect couple goals like this it's a fucking lie it's an illusion that everybody doesn't have problems regardless of how much success or fame they may have like they're just we're we're two imperfect people trying to figure it out just like everybody else but a relationship can be a really great container for for growth and healing because if you're both committed towards taking responsibility for how you show up in a relationship for understanding your partner and for understanding what what things that they need from you that they didn't get from whenever mm-hmm. they were a kid. It just helps you understand them so much better. So yeah. it's a place to actually reconcile yeah. and heal those patterns. So where you don't repeat them, because if you, if you dip, if you say, ah, Fuck, this relationship's yeah. getting, getting uncomfortable, it's getting hard after you've tried to communicate and stuff, you're just going to find another partner that will eventually has to mo- teach you this has to, you just relive it with in a new way with a new person mm-hmm. and you never really solve or heal the pattern so yeah again i'm not saying to stay in a relationship forever yeah that's toxic but if yeah. you know that you're both good and growing and going to the same way and i don't know like some of you might believe in astrology and stuff like that but i'm a leo so i'm a pure fire sign uh, bianca is so i know her side mm-hmm. it's hard for us like it's hard for a water sign to be because water sign are very emotional normally uh fire sign were very like we say things very straight up and blunt and then sometimes it hurt the, the water sign i had mm-hmm. girls that were water and they were crying a lot of like and i'm like i didn't say nothing like well and then, <laughs> and then my mom is water she's crying like a few times when i talked to her i'm like oh mom why, why are you crying like i'm just saying yeah. things and it's just uh she's always told me that i don't have the best communication skill when it yeah. comes to emotion because fire sign we just say things how we are and we expect people to understand so Bianca is probably like that. I don't know her by like mm-hmm. that much, but it you have to understand like that every person has a different uh, approach and out communication skill and how they want to be told stuff. So why don't you tell your partner, hey, 
I'd like if you tell me if you if you communicate like that to me. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a big part. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> um, okay, let's go into uh, a cool story that um, you you thought a failure was a failure because uh-huh. you know I, I I talked about life is gonna kind of give you something, yeah. but then it's gonna test you to see if you're ready. What's a failure that became something that you were like, wow, I'm so happy that this shit happened. Hmm, that's a good, this is a good question. Because I've, like, not to say that I haven't had, like, failures in my life, but I'm trying to think of a really big one. I've been really blessed to be able to pursue the things that I want to do and have accomplished those things. But I I, I would say that relationships have, have been my problem. <laughs> like, yeah, like, we're like, too. <laughs> like, yeah, like, all the other stuff, I'm very, like, driven ambitious like i get things done and so you had a a failure with bianca and now you're back together so yeah so i would i would say not just bianca like previous relationships (laughs) too definitely but i at the time i would think to myself like why isn't this working like ah like if sometimes it was my fault like uh, whether i was like unfaithful in a relationship Mm. or uh just couldn't open up in a relationship to really connect to the depth that my partner needed for me and it wasn't until um the 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 last breakup that me and Bianca had and and having the time to be single and like on my own and really just look take mm-hmm. a good look at all the stuff that I was running away from and avoiding and and like do that inner work and then come back on the other side of that to be so grateful, grateful. for for yeah. for those experiences the because they were teaching me all along the way but I just I wasn't necessarily ready to to learn at that time, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be the person that I am today without all of the mistakes that I've made yeah, in my, totally. in my past. And the difference between, I would say making or having like failures, like I don't believe in the word failure either. Yeah, I think it's more like it's, a teaching, but it's what learning. people would call a failure. That's why I yeah. say failure. Like it's sometimes you fail a business and then you start another one that goes super viral. And yes. then you're like, I thought I failed, but it's actually no. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So it, it depends on like, the context if you had a the ability to look zoom out of your life and you say at at this point it felt like i was the lowest i've ever been like i was but it was the best teaching i've ever had yeah i was depressed i I was broke i was whatever single unhappy whatever whatever like those moments shaped you to become the person that climbed out of that hole yeah the person that that had this relentless pursuit of, of accomplishing the mm-hmm. thing that you wanted because you didn't want to feel that way again. So those things yeah. are what, like the springboards for, for your own personal I, I feel you because I, I, I did bankruptcy at 24. I was in the worst, worst relationship of my life. I was also on steroids for Mr. Canada. So a little bit of play with the hormones there. Uh, fuck, I was, I was fucked up. I can't, I can't say it. I ended up this relationship of so many demons, so many shadows. That's why I've been single for six years. I uh, just didn't find the right partner, but I, I worked on myself. I didn't pitch myself after four or five failure relationship. I was like, wait a minute. I think I'm the perfect partner, but of course I have stuff to work on. But mm-hmm. if I keep attracting those people and if I keep acting a certain way when they don't meet my expectation, mm-hmm. I'm not that perfect. And I, I, I have things to work on. And if I want to attract the woman that is here, I need to be the man that is here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like what's the common denominator of all those relationships? Yeah. It's like you are. Like you're yeah. the common denominator of every, it's like, every yeah. one of those failed relationships. And, and, and you, sometimes you're going to do things the right way. Like I was treating them right. I was doing things, but... Um, if relationship are not working, why are you attracted to those girls that are uh, 
that have those trauma or that stuff, why are you craving? Like, what was I craving into those relationships that I wanted to stay so bad and no boundaries? Like, mm-hmm. and no matter how good you think you are, there's always work to do. And there's also a relationship is even yeah. more work because it's two person. Yeah. I mean, a, a relationship is, is a great mirror for you to learn more yeah. about yourself because it, it, when you're alone and you don't have anybody to reflect back those things that trigger you or that make you feel uncomfortable, then you, you can't really work through those things. You know, exactly. you need somebody else to, to show you those parts of mm-hmm. yourself that are in your blind spots. So they, they hold up the mirror for you to see where you can work on yourself. It's, yeah. And, you know, I, I think that, um, kind of like what you were saying, like you, like you attract somebody that meets you at your vibration. It doesn't mean that they need work and you don't. It means that you're just at that level it, it, and you have to acknowledge that. Like mm-hmm. you have to take responsibility always. And I think that for me, taking radical responsibility for everything that. in my life, not saying that it's her fault or it's my parents' fault. or It's that always it's, your fault. Guy. It's always. I, it's everything. If you can make that shift from a victim <laughs> And blaming other people to uh, to a victor, meaning that you are the champion of your life and you you create your life in every situation, then it gives you that perspective of, of being empowered and mm-hmm. not being a victim to you're in control happens. of your life. You are even the the most like stuff like your boyfriend cheat on you. It might be your fault in terms of if you decide to stay in the relationship and he cheat for a whole year and you're like I was it was him. No, you decided to stay. You take the blame. You're not the one, like, maybe it's not because of you cheated. Maybe there's other external reason. But did you stay in the relationship? Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, and even just shifting away from blame, right? It's, it's yeah. not her fault or my fault. It's just every relationship is co-created. It's, mm-hmm. it's equal I like in, in, in every in every way. So whether there there's patterns that coexist with relationships and you play your part in mm-hmm. those patterns. So if, if again, like it's, it's hard to say who's in fault there. Yeah, Cause there's like, no fault. Yeah. Just, just own what you did yeah. and just learn and grow from it. And if it doesn't work with the person or anything in your life, just, uh, if at work, it's not working, if you don't like it, it might not be your fault. It might be your fault, but own it. Like mm-hmm. what can you do to make it better? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would be, uh, your advice to your younger self or like any any person that listen, if you have one advice that you like, yeah. this would change your life. <laughs> That's so funny. I just, I literally answered this question on my question I, before you came. Let's go. You're ready question. for this then. <laughs> yeah, I was like ready for it. Um, but I think this question in itself is a bit paradoxical because if I were to myself right now, go back and meet my 20 year old self and say, hey, do this, do that, do this my younger self would have been like 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 it would have went in Shut up, bro. it would have in, it would have went in one ear and out the other because i was so logical i was so in my head and i was so analytical of everything that i thought i was smart enough to to be able to figure everything out on my own yeah. and and what that happened was it was an imbalance of listening too much in here and not enough here so if i were to give myself any advice it would be to to, to stop being so analytical and for every, every now and then like drop in to what's what I'm feeling yeah. and listen to what my gut's telling me to listen to what my intuition is telling me mm-hmm. and then use my, my, my logical brain to kind of make the best decision where it's coming from a more heart centered 
totally i love that yeah because that's that's exactly what i would tell my younger self to like be more like uh mindful like spirituality go deeper and 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 listen to that feeling because it's never wrong and every Mm -hmm. time i didn't um like you said every time you go here instead of here that's what happened like you make the choice i wouldn't want to change my life because neither do you because that's what makes us the person we are right now but if we could give advice it would be to yeah don't be don't be too much in your ego and 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 think with your your heart and and don't let anybody tell you anything yeah your heart and if you feel that and and you think people are gonna laugh or anything let them do we don't care Mm -hmm. about those people it's all about like yeah. inside how you how it's gonna make you feel and and, and just another really powerful shift that uh, that's allowed me in my journey is to imagine everything every single event in your life that's ever happened to you imagine that it is perfect that it's exactly <laughs> what needed to happen there is no right or wrong yeah it's exactly what some bigger consciousness consciousness or had in store for you for your highest it's a teaching for your highest growth mm-hmm. so you 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 had to go through this in order to be where you are today and now you and teach so many people because of all that knowledge and yeah. learning so yeah. that and all the pain and all the mistakes yeah. and all the things that that were very painful in my life yeah i embrace them as like that that was perfect yeah same thing it, it makes me the coach that i am and i can help people because i can be like I fucking had this too this happened mm-hmm. to me and this relationship and i got cheated on and this happened and and it's just living those moments makes yeah. you understand and you can relate to those people that are actually in those trauma right now and, yeah. and hurt and understand too that, that that it doesn't make it any less painful and i'm not invalidating anybody's pain and no that, for they, sure. that they've been through but if you can work through that pain and and, and not have to suffer from it because pain is inevitable like life is is full of pain it's it's, it's a it's, choice it's a part it's, of life it's like but suffering happens suffering yeah. is, is suffering is a choice and suffering is the mental anguish that you put on to pain exactly so again just try to let go of some of those stories don't don't let to, the energy yeah. get stuck it's okay to feel it you yeah. acknowledge oh shit this is painful let go of it because mm-hmm. that's what creates a lot of disease, guys. Like when you hold on to those emotions and like when he was saying that he's journaling in the morning and then he feels like, oh, this emotion has been stuck. And then you might not realize, but fuck, your back is tight too. And and, 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 yeah. and then your traps are very like tighter and I don't know, it could be maybe this emotion that yeah. is like very pushing and wants to get out, but you don't let you don't let go. Mm-hmm. So that's how people end up with cancer and all those disease. It's, it's, it's all because... They don't release it. They keep yeah. this anger and all those emotions for years. Um, so regarding like business, what's your um, your best time management advice for people? Because you're very successful. You manage multiple business. You have a solid morning routine. What's your base, uh, best other time management? Um, so this might be a little backwards for some because I, I feel like we've been sold this idea of like hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. This like kind of Gary V mentality. Yeah. Where like very much like if Tony you're not Robin, working, if you're not working yeah. 23 hours a day, then you're missing out. And I used to subscribe to that, that mentality too. Mm-hmm. And it, it quickly led to burnout. And for me now, my time management is very much dedicated to making sure that my cup is full first and foremost. Because I know that whenever I 
feel the best. Feel the best. I do my best work. Yeah. I'm I'm the best leader that I can be. I'm the best influence in my company or influence online. Yeah. So make and the when I decision, I can make the best decisions. And when I'm when I'm low on on just, I have all of these energy leakages and not really dedicating time to myself. Then that's when things start to break down. I love it. I made yeah. a post a week ago about that. Did like, you? Yeah. Like yeah. On Instagram, like fuck, I said. Let me find it. It's uh, yeah. I look. I always hear work hard, which I do agree. But I align more with manifest the life and put the work to align. Yeah. So for me, I said that fifth dimension doesn't doesn't have time, guys. Like if you don't feel the best, you're not gonna attract what's the best, and that's exactly yeah. the same conclusion I had. There's so much of that work hard, work hard, work hard, like 17 hours a day. But like now Gary Vee is kind of shifting is, 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 is talking to He's like, guys, don't forget to sleep. Don't like, yeah. he realized that people catch a little bit of the wrong stuff. Cause he still has like, people still have time with their family. They still take care of their health. They still do everything, but yeah, they do a soul for what they want, but don't forget yourself and get lost in the process for all that money because you have money. Um, I have money. And once you get it, you're like, that's it. Okay, yeah. guys, like you make ten thousand a month, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, it's not gonna change your happiness. Once you can fulfill your first needs, which is food, money, uh, food, a uh, roof, and all that stuff, like the basic, the rest you're gonna buy a nicer car, a nicer house, a nicer camera. But if you can already afford the basic, it's like you're not gonna be happier that much with it. Yes, of course, you want the freedom and what comes with it but not at a risk of your mental health and, and not mm-hmm. feeling your best version. Yeah, and I also just want to acknowledge like our our privilege, right? We're like white men that have access and, and our society is really suited for us to succeed. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that like anybody that's out there is that's working hard should stop working hard and just go yeah. sit and meditate. I'm just saying that whatever that looks like for you, whatever time you can dedicate towards making sure that your cup is filled up and that you feel um, good and focus on that good, then that overflows into every other thing that you're doing, whether it's the relationships, whether it is your career, whether it's your creativity, mm-hmm. um, whatever that looks like for you. So just try to, to, to separate some time. Just and take some, some time, time for you. Yeah. Yeah. Take yourself. some time for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that, that was one thing that I had to learn how to do because I always had productivity guilt. <laughs> if I wasn't working or didn't, didn't accomplish all these things, then I would feel guilty about like comparing myself to other people and yeah. saying, Oh, well they're at my age and they've accomplished so much. Then I should Comparison, be, I should especially be, with yeah. social media. Yeah. This is a very, very follow the account that inspire you, but never compare. Like it's not because at 32 years old, he's a millionaire is doing this, that you should be there. Like a grand Cardone was broke until 40 and something at the end is 30. He was in prison. Now he works 500 million. Like there's never too late when you find your, what you really want to do and you put time and effort, life is going to bring you way faster than you think. There's no like, it's it's a shortage. Like it's going to quantum leap. Um, what was the last thing I wanted to ask you? Yeah, the the last two questions would be um, your best investment this year. Well, 2021. Year, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> 20, 20. In the last 365 okay, days. In the last 365 days was... Um, Therapy. Like with a coach, right? Uh, so I had a coach as well, but therapy was my best investment. 
for sure. But with, so, a, with, with, with someone. Yeah. Like with, talking, oh, yeah, yeah. Like therapy with a certified uh, therapist that worked with... Relationship or personal one? Personal. Right. I had both, actually. I had a relationship therapist, a couples therapist, and a personal therapist. Um, but the personal therapist really helped work th through a lot of those things that we were talking about earlier, a lot of those traumas mm -hmm. that exist somewhere in our body that affect us and influence our decisions and how we feel and how we show up and first being becoming aware of them and then working through them because I like once that. I did that then again that overflowed into my relationships it overflowed into me being an entrepreneur yeah it overflowed into my content it overflowed into me actually taking the time to just to myself yeah and, and not burning myself out which I'm also a perfectionist or a recovering I see <laughs> see this is what I said I said I am a perfectionist I'm not a perfectionist I'm I'm a recovering perfectionist because I don't I don't identify with being a perfectionist anymore I love that, yeah. so I am working on not making, making everything on, on making more yeah. mistakes on on owning them and, and humanizing myself to not have to perform at this in, incredibly unrealistic like level yeah and therapy helped me realize that. And I, I there, love that. There's, there's, there's different accesses to, to therapy. They have different um, organizations that make therapy affordable for anybody that has low income. If you can't afford it, I think it's a great investment. Yeah, you know, there's even like people... You can use a depression line because they're free and, and, yeah. and it's still a therapist and you can still work through all that shadows. And then, guys, yeah. it's important to invest in yourself and, and, and don't consider yourself fucked up because you use therapists or life coach or people that are going to coach you in your life like it's normal the best people in the world and actually the people that really care about themselves it's good to have an external opinion and yeah talk with someone yeah. and be like oh i didn't see it like that or maybe i didn't want to see it like that like, yeah and somebody really that, somebody that's licensed and that's somebody that has the the experience of, of mm -hmm. like your neurochemistry and what happens and they can also explain things to you in a way to where you don't feel shameful Or, or guilty about the way that you're acting or the way that you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And also just know that like, just be careful who you seek counsel from because our most trusted people that we normally seek counsel from, the they friend, may yeah. have our, they may have our best interest at heart, but, be they, but they can't always project their own bias onto the advice that they give you. So you want somebody that's unbiased. You want somebody that can reflect yeah. back to you. Um, the the parts of yourself that you you need to recognize without somebody else telling you what you should or shouldn't do but just giving you a space to allow you to make those realizations for yourself i like that yeah, yeah. that's good and we're gonna end the podcast with uh what's your favorite mantra or like your phrase that you live your life by hmm. all right i've got a few i've got a few ones that are coming to my mind um <clears throat> recently it was the one that I told you fully committed, totally unattached. That one's one. And then my second one is, is slipping up is different than giving up. So we all make mistakes. You know, if, if you, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to create a new habit, remember that you don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You can slip up. You're inevitably going to make mistakes, but stay committed. Don't give up. Just try not to make that same mistake two times in a row. So if you can keep that streak going, if you break the streak, <laughs> that's totally fine. But just try not to break it two days in a row. Yeah. It's okay to 
cheat on your diet it's okay to not on your girl on your diet i said and 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 do some mistake in business or lose money or be greedy if you trade or do things it's okay that's where you learn and just don't abuse the mistake mm-hmm. and it's not because you slip that it's over like yeah. just get back and yeah. do that do what it has to be done it's what you do most consistency or most consistently yeah. that matters the most so awesome. like you said like one one unhealthy meal isn't going to make you fat one healthy meal isn't going to make you fit yeah it's exactly. what you do every single day that matters the most i like that so uh, a little recap where they can find you what what exactly like so you offer coaching yeah. um it's on your website or yeah yeah so i my coaching business is just veganfitness.com so if anybody's looking to transition to a plant-based diet or if you're already plant-based and you're looking to optimize your diet based off of your fitness goals i got you i got programs and then i also have a supplement company called veg nutrition where we offer really um, good I, really clean I organic it's, uh, it's nice yeah plant-based supplements we got pre-workout creatine all that stuff and then um what else uh my podcast social media yeah my social media you can just follow me at nimai delgado on everything and then i also have a podcast uh similar to to what's the name of the podcast it's just called nimai delgado podcast (laughs) real creative (laughs) (laughs) that's okay they know where to find you well thanks a lot for joining me for the podcast guys i hope you learn he's a true example um very similar path to me like bodybuilding lifestyle fitness became meditation with business and stuff so i can relate to a lot of things that happened to him and uh, i was really pleased i hope you liked it i'll see you in another episode see you guys